0: Welcome to Storytime, G.R. Let's continue Slacker by Gordon Corman. Chapter 29. Daphne Lebowitz. I still loved Elvis. There was no question about that. And I was still worried sick about him. But facts were facts, and it was time to face up to a tough one. Elvis wouldn't be showing his buck teeth around Sycamore anymore. No one had seen him since painting day at the Y. He had moved on, or worse. I didn't want to think about or worse. Like it or not, I had to be mature and accept reality. The PEG was back and Alice wasn't. And the PEG was good, great even. What could be better than helping? Even if the list of who be helped didn't include a certain beaver. Anyway, even always wasn't as important as saving our freeway ramp and maybe our whole town. Cam was worried about that. By Friday, every single kid at Sycamore Middle School knew the drill for early Saturday. At 7 a.m., we were all gonna meet at the freeway. We would stand on it, around it, and in front of it, and block the wrecking crew from getting anywhere near it. Cam had only one rule for us. We had to keep it a secret. Mostly from our parents, who might think that taking on a bulldozer was a bad idea. Parents could be like that sometimes, getting obsessed over a couple of details and not seeing the big picture. I took that rule really seriously when I snuck out of the house early Saturday, closing my bedroom door so my folks would think I was sleeping late. Outside, it was cold and clear, the sun, a big fireball on the horizon. I deliberately left my bike hidden in the bushes, so I wouldn't make noise getting it out of the garage. I was meeting up with Cam, Melody, and Katrina for the ride over to the freeway. I figured I had to wait for them, but they were already there, checking their watches impatiently. Dark circles wring the bloodshot eyes of the PAG president. the responsibility of today must have really been weighing over him. The girls greeted me. But all he said was, I can't believe the sun's up at this hour. Melody seemed nervous. I sure hope we're not the only ones crazy enough to do this. Are you kidding? Katrina crowed. I pity the poor bulldozer that tries to get past the PAG. As we paddled south toward the highway, kids began to appear on the streets around us. On bicycles, rollerblades, scooters, skateboards, and on foot. Looks like it's going to be a good turnout, I commented. Cam didn't answer. He was really in the zone. Either that, or he wasn't completely awake. As we moved along, the steadily growing stream of paggers began to converge on the main roads heading into downtown. There were waves and subdued greetings, but no one wanted to attract attention and give away our plans. I recognized String, skateboarding with some teammates and Jordan, Kelly, and Felicia on bikes. Xavier was among the walkers, his long strides keeping pace with the rest of us. I'd never seen him so serious. Katrina looked around. I'm kinda surprised there are so many cars out so early. She was right. It wasn't exactly a traffic jam, but a surprising number of motorists were out for 6.40 a.m. on a weekend, and all of them seemed to be heading the same way we were. Melody's row furrowed. don't think a bunch of packers got lazy and asked their parents for a lift. That got Cam's attention. He began peering into windows as the vehicle cruised by. Teenagers! I frowned. Don't they sleep in even later than everybody else? Don't you get it? he asked. It's the friends of Fuzzy. They must have found out what we're doing and they're trying to beat us to it and steal the credit. Let them, Melody reasoned. As long as it stops the bulldozers, who gets credit shouldn't matter. You don't know the friends of Fuzzy. They're crazy. He glanced over his shoulder and went suddenly white. Evasive action! This isn't a video game, Melody began. And I saw it too a bright red Dodge Charger, right on our tail and gaining fast. The four of us swerved to the right and jolted up onto the sidewalk. The big sedan roared past, its window open and none other than Jennifer Dario hanging out, her long dark hair wild in the wind. She shook shook her fist and shouted, this will teach you to mess with Farley J Peach Fuzz. Her boyfriend stomped onto the accelerator to leave us in the dust and that was when it happened. A blur of brown fur hustled out into the road from behind a bush. The charger braked and swerved, but it was too late. Thump! The right fender struck a glancing blow and sent the unlucky animal skittering back to the curb. My eyes got so wide, I thought they'd suck in the rest of my face. A horrified scream was torn from my throat. Elvis! No way, blurted Cam. I was off my bike, even before Alice had stopped rolling. All I could think of was that the poor little guy was dead and it was our fault. If we'd been quick enough to catch him that day at the Y, we could have put him into his new habitat and he would have been so happy that he never would have run out in front of a speeding car. He wasn't moving. My eyes blurred with tears. I reached for him, determined that his last experience in life would be love. He slapped my hand away with his tail scuttled across the sidewalk and disappeared through the tall grass into the woods. Thank you for listening. Bye until next episode.